Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Welcome to David B. Plemons, The Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am Thalia Williams, your hostess for today, and we have Chris Hall once again talking about the Power Five. We want to do a refresh, a recap of the Power Five. Since the pandemic and all the craziness that has happened in our world, we want to go out back and refresh what is the Power Five. So, Chris, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. So let's talk about what is the Power Five. Let's do their titles and what their roles are in a small business ownership or a small business period. Sure. It's, 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 uh, the, we talked about it last year. The Power Five are pretty much the most important core group of people that you would have around you as a business owner. So you're going to have your financial planner, your CPA, attorney, insurance agent, and your banker. So those five people comprise the core of what should be your, your board of directors, if you will. So when most people hear the term board of directors and they're going to think of some large corporation, well, your small business really shouldn't be considered any different than a large corporation in most terms. So because you're going to have different concerns that all those large corporations have, they just might have another comma in the number. So that's really the thing that you got to focus on is that eventually somebody always has a goal of getting to a particular size, whatever that may be, maybe 2 million, maybe 20 million, maybe 200 million, whoever, whoever knows. So, but when you can't have those people under your roof full time, a lot of small business owners don't need an attorney that's on retainer 365 days a year. They don't need internal accounting. So how do you go about getting the same resources and getting the same information and getting the same guidance as those large corporations, but not having to pay for it all year round? I like the idea of having a core because you can't grow as a small business owner just by yourself. You have to have a team surrounding you. Now, the position of the team is critical because if you don't have them in place when you first get started, you've got to find them as you grow. That's trying to build sometimes a house in the middle of a storm. It's always best to try and have someone ahead of time that you have an idea who could assist you. You may not need that accountant right away, day one, but if you're making any money later on, three months 90 days, six months down the road, you're going to need an accountant because guess what? You're making the donuts. You're not taking care of the books. Absolutely. And you're going to run into that problem that you most likely could have avoided had you had that preliminary expertise. So a stitch in time saves nine. That's an old saying that I really love because a lot of people procrastinate. Business owners are no different. Um, One of the biggest things that we do at Pontum Financial is give you back your time. So all that time that you spend from January to April trying to get all the documents together to give to your CPA, then you got to go to someone like me and ask them for statements. And then they ask you a question and your CPA asks a question and you're responsible for communicating in between those parties. And meanwhile, your business is just kind of floating around out there. So, and you're trying to attend to it as much as possible, but IRS kind of has a tendency to stay on people's minds from January to April. Yes, they do. And now this particular year from January to 
August, September, October. <laughs> Absolutely. You mentioned earlier, you know, how things have changed in the pandemic. It's, uh, it's amazing how many businesses have had to re-gear. Uh, and they've done everything from launching new products to different services to different modes of communication, everything under the sun. So and those companies that haven't have actually faltered a lot of them. So they, they, they've, they've, they've really missed out on an opportunity. But it's interesting, I will tell you from personal experience, having people like Dave Plemons, David Plemons and working with people like me and working with people like the bankers, when the PPP came out, so the Paycheck Protection Program, came out, everyone had questions about it. So, but the people that had that resource, I can think of at least half a dozen off the top of my head, they had someone to go to, Hey, do I need to do anything on this right now? That was the quite, that was a major question. Can't, am I eligible to participate? What are the rules? Is this an opportunity? All those questions that everyone has, has on a daily basis, whenever they hear a commercial for something, if you have somebody to ask those questions to, you don't have to worry about it. So don't worry. You're going to get notified whenever it's time, whenever we have enough clarity regarding the item, whatever the topic might be at that time, we'll let you know. So, and then those people are the, the actual people who were able to push through different applications and get all of those things approved while a lot of different business owners didn't even know where to go to submit an application. Right. So those instances, especially you mentioning the, the changes brought upon, brought out, brought about by the pandemic, are a true testament to the Power Five's resourcefulness. Exactly. And that support system is critical for your success, even prior to the pandemic, you know, just to allow your business to grow and recognizing that you needed all of those. And some people don't recognize that they need them. So let's talk about what's the purpose of each of those pillars, that support group in your Power Five. The main purpose of all of them as a, a, a cohesive unit, we'll kind of go over that piece first, is collaboration. So all of those different parties, similar to anything that you do in your business, you're going to have different components that need to be able to work in sync with one another. So the left hand needs to talk to the right hand, and the right hand needs to talk to the left hand. So having those people be able to collaborate is is paramount. For instance, so if you broke them down individually, what the different roles do, your CPA that's a pretty obvious one. So most people say, all right, I talk to my CPA, you know, four or five times a year. So most of the time it's going to be January, February, March, April, and then once maybe later on in the year. So and then most of the time it's asking about an update. Hey, are my taxes ready? Do I owe anything? Different things along those lines. When in all actuality, a little bit of proactive work and communication prior to the end of the year would save you from having to even ask that question. So on the other side, one of the other pillars, of course, my role as a financial planner is what do we see coming down the pike in the next few years? What do we see? How does this play through to my family? How does this work with a, a change in dynamic in our industry? Do we need to start looking at other benefits to be able to save taxes on an ongoing basis? Do we look at retirement plans? Do we look at implementing employee benefits? What are we going to do? How do we train and retain really good, solid staff and team members and make sure that they don't leave us for the competition? Because that is something that a good benefits package will do. How do I protect myself in the event that I can't work anymore? How do I retire whenever I get to the point where I'm tired of doing this? So if I ever tire of doing this, if I don't ever tire of doing this and my kids want to do it, how do I transition it to them? 
what's the proper entity structure? How do I know it's the property proper entity structure? All those different questions come into play with a financial planner. And we take a high level view and try to organize and connect all those different dots and try to connect those dots and bring them into one primary focus. So you can focus on one page on an annual basis to make sure or semi-annual or quarterly, depending upon the client, but, and be able to make those decisions and not have to worry about them constantly. So, and we're right next to you. So whenever you have a question, we want to know what the question is. We'll relay it to the proper professionals. We'll get back with you on it. So you can go back to spending time with your family whenever you're not at work. You're not sitting in the office at home trying to gather documents and Google, you know, what's a C Corp and what's an S Corp and all these different things. So it's, yeah, I see you smiling over there, but it's, it's very common. So most people rely on Google for a lot of their information. And that's really one of the most scary things that I come across. Undoubtedly. So the other component of course is, is the attorney. So I, uh, I, I always, I always mention the attorney as a necessary evil. It, it's one of those things where a good attorney is going to protect you whenever the protection is the most important. So they're supposed to protect you from the three P's, predators, plaintiffs, and pirates. Mm. So they're going to protect you from internal, external forces that want to come and take everything away from you, plain and simple. Mm. So they work in asset protection. They work in making sure that your legacy is, is, is protected in the event that something happens to you or whenever you die at the ripe old age of 150 years old or however, people, however long people are living these days. So, but... They're, they're not a day-to-day need. They're a very important upfront, periodic review, make sure that the financial planner and CPA are collaborating with them to make sure that they don't have any issues from a, from a compliance standpoint. But that corporate book that is usually maintained by an attorney is that annual thing that maintains what they call a corporate veil. So that protects those assets and keeps people from being able to pierce that veil and go outside the business and get to other personal assets or other assets in another business that com- that most business owners consider completely unrelated. But the IRS doesn't look at it that way. No, they don't. So, no, they don't. So that's important. So one of the, and one of those one of those corporate veil priorities is the banker. So and how are all your different accounts and your investment accounts with me? How are they all registered? What are they supposed to be doing? So are they short-term capital, long-term capital? What are they eligible to be distributed for? So those bankers provide an access and a resource similar to me mentioning the PPP earlier. If you had a banker that you had a, that you had a good relationship with, you had nothing to worry about. True, very true. Regardless of the structure, whether you are sole prop or LLC, S-Corp or C-Corp, yep. if you had that relationship, a lot of the challenges that some of the businesses encountered could have been avoided. Right. And you had, a, so, so I'll speak to, you know, one example. I had a client who, who banks with a very large bank um, and didn't have a personal relationship with a banker at that bank and had borrowed a lot of money from that bank. You would think that this person would have a, a good working relationship and would be at the top of the list of, you know, phone calls to return. All he got was automated services because with the pandemic, everyone was supposed to be working from home, but you know, they may have been walking the dog or whatever it was, but he could never get an answer. The websites were down because they were crashing with people trying to get to log in for the PPP. The link that was supposed to take you to the application didn't work. And there was was, every, every request fell on deaf ears. Mm. So, but we had another client, almost identical business. 
So had a smaller local bank here in San Antonio that he had the cell phone number of the banker. That banker's kid played baseball with their kid. Mm-hmm. So he shot him a text and he said, oh, yeah, I can take care of it. Well, no problem. I'll call you tomorrow. He goes, well, we can do it now. This is Saturday evening, you know, five o'clock. Mm-hmm. But the PPP application was actually very simple. Wasn't that difficult as long as you had the right numbers. You had to have the right numbers in order to be able to fill out the application. And you had to be able to talk to somebody to fill out the application in the first place. So we got in touch with the CPA, got the accurate numbers. I was working through how this was going to be impacting long-term and short-term in the event that they did issue some guidance that was different than what everyone expected. David Plemons was able to get all the figures ready for the actual completion of the PPP. The banker filled out the PPP, and on the first round, right out of the gate, this this guy had more than enough money to be able to weather the storm of having his business shut down. Only because he had a relationship with his banker. Right. And he got and he, and he got to spend that time. This was this was probably the most rewarding aspect in my mind. He got to spend that time worrying about his kids not going back cuz this all happened right after spring break. So my wife was home for spring break with our kids. So and then it was she was supposed to go back to school and the kids were supposed to go back to school. They didn't. So it was all hands on deck. People were working at home. I I saw Plenty of Zoom videos where, you know, kids would wander in the background. But, you know, you can navigate that. And and myself being able to work from home because I have a phenomenal team. And I know David Plemons was working from home. He has a phenomenal team. All of these different people that have these teams in place, they didn't miss a beat. And if anything, they came through this looking better than they were before because, one, the PPP was there to benefit. But two, they got to keep their employees on on staff, which is amazing. So, because their their employees weren't worried about putting food on the table, they the the business owner didn't have to worry about putting food on the table because they had the relationship with the banker. They knew where their reserves were. The financial planner knew what kind of how big of a storm they could weather. So, and where to pull assets from, and then in the, in the event that they did need to pull some, and the attorney was able to to guide them on, hey, you don't want to do that. If you're going to take money, take it from this asset. Don't take it from that asset, that asset because you don't want to commingle funds. And the CPA, meanwhile, is putting together all these numbers and watching the IRS for guidance. Mm-hmm. So it was a true test of the Power Five, and I'm happy to say that it worked out really well. Undoubtedly. And what's that last pillar, that last one? The insurance agent. The yeah. commonly overlooked, always under uh, undervalued insurance agent. So, and I, I have uh, several friends who are insurance agents and a lot of colleagues that I've worked with over the years. They didn't play as big of a role in the PPP, um, but they 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 are busy all 365 days of the year. So, because if you're in the medical field, if you if you are a doctor that owns a practice with multiple different doctors underneath you, or a dentist that owns a practice with multiple dentists, you have people walking in and out of your building. One of the biggest things that you're worried about, and some would argue one of the biggest farces, I guess, about the, this this whole pandemic is the mask, right? So what happens if you have somebody that's has coronavirus or COVID-19 and they're, they're thrown in the mix of your office and then they come down with it? Are you going to get sued? Well, that's where the insurance agent is supposed to be able to protect you or insulate you at least from that aspect. So he works with the, he or she works with the attorney works with the CPA, make sure that 
everything falls in line with what we're looking for as financial planners. And in the event that that doctor can't work because that doctor gets sick or one of the staff members gets sick, how do we replace that person? Do we, do we need to bring somebody in long-term or do we need to start planning for larger scale events, something to that effect? So, because right now every insurance company out there is re-gearing and they're looking at everything that they've done in the past because the entire landscape has changed from an insurance perspective. I'm so. sure it has, because that was one of the questions that I had seen bantered about on the Internet, obviously. You know, how do we protect ourselves? Because if someone walks in with COVID and then our clients get infected because they're in there, we can only do social distancing so much, or we can only do so many masks, or we only have so much hand sanitizer. How can we protect ourselves? You know, is my future going to be mortgaged because I performed a service that I was you know, geared to do. And that's my business. How do I protect myself? So, yeah. And that's the beauty of insurance is that insurance is very easy. Whenever you think of it and you have one of three options, you can either bear all of the risk, which we see frequently. Mm -hmm. You can bear none of the risk, which we see somewhat frequently, or you can share the risk. So an insurance company, it's just an agreement in any insurance policy. It's an agreement to bear a certain amount of risk and offload the remainder of that to the insurance company. So for instance, if I have a house and I have a homeowner's policy and there's a hailstorm that comes through, well, I'm bearing the risk that a hailstorm comes and just destroys my roof. So, but if I have the homeowner's insurance, I'm on the hook for whatever the deductible is, of course. So, but they're going to cover the rest. So that risk to me that a hailstorm is going to come through is limited to my deductible. In terms of the insurance company, it's pretty much unlimited. It's up to the cost of a brand new roof. Mm-hmm. So, so do you want to share all of it? But then on the other side, in the, in the first instance where you decide to bear all the risk, a lot of people don't carry homeowner's insurance for whatever reason it might be. Paid for house, they just don't want to do it, whatever it may be. They think it's a waste of money until a hailstorm comes through. So and then they get a bill for $10,000, $12,000 that they have to pay because if they don't get a new roof, it's amazing what can happen to the rest of your house. It is. It when is. you could have just paid $500 or $1,000 annually and had it squared away. Yep. So, and, and, and people, insurance is a necessary evil. So, unfortunately, that's the way it works. But the right type of insurance is the most important thing that you have to consider. So, it takes all of those people collaborating to make sure that the insurance that you have, I review insurance policies ex- very frequently, whether it's property and casualty, umbrella insurance, liability in general, auto insurance, life insurance, long-term care insurance, all of those different items, I review to make sure that when you bought it, it served a purpose. Does it still serve that purpose? If it doesn't, do we need to change it? How much risk are we willing to bear now? So, But my job is to collaborate with that insurance broker or figure out where to go get this type of insurance if they don't have it and figure out how do we pay as little as possible to get as much as we need? Gotcha. And the thing about it is, as your business grows, it's going to evolve. What you needed when you started day one may not be what you need in three years. And it's best to have that assessment. And that's where that collaboration comes in with that power five. I love the fact that you talked about the roles that a lot of them play. They're not on a day-to-day basis. They're annual, semi-annual, quarterly, and that's key to understand what roles they have. And then you are the captain of the team, so to speak, the quarterback of the team, 
to dictate when you all meet so that you can be on the same page. Right. Okay. And that's, that's critical. Exactly right. Excellent. And that's, and you know, and to, to your point about your business not being the same day one as it is, you know, three years down the road, everybody knows somebody who does some kind of construction. So they probably started out with a hammer or a tape measure or something. If you see a if you see a contractor that walks in three years after being in the business and all he's got is a hammer, that's kind of concerning, probably. True. So you're going to advance, you're going to add more tools to the toolbox. So all of these different components have a sequence that they usually kind of go in. And I talked about that in the main Power Five that we did a while back. Um, but it's it's always paramount that you have at the bare minimum, you start out with the CPA most of the time. You're, then you're going to have a financial planner because all of this starts to kind of accumulate. And it's, what do I do with this? How do I save money on taxes? Forward-looking and looking back. So those two those two partners, the CPA and the financial planner, one of the reasons I work so well with David Plemons is I know how to stay in my lane. I rely on David for a lot of support. So And, and he probably gets tired of me asking questions and hearing from me all the time. But it's important that those two people are very, very in tune with one another and on the same page. Excellent. Wow. Well, we thank you for the Power 5 refresh. Upcoming in the season, we're going to be having some one-on-ones with the Power 5, actually, because we're going to explore them in depth. We're going to let you, our audience, hear from them, specifically that insurance broker, that attorney. Uh, We're definitely going to hear from David B. Plemons and his team, but we're also going to hear again from Chris Hall because we want him to dig a little deeper into what he's able to offer. So we want to thank Chris for coming out today. We appreciate you so much. And we are sponsored by Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. And by the way, thank you again for coining the term the Power Five since I had never really named it. You're welcome. Take care. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell & Reed Incorporated, WRI, member FINRA slash SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. Waddell & Reed is not affiliated with David C. Plemons CPA. Waddell & Reed Financial Advisors are able to offer insurance products through arrangements Waddell & Reed has made with outside insurance companies. The information presented on this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not to be constructed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service mentioned. Any opinions expressed are those of Chris Hall and are subject to change based on market and other conditions. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's podcast, please call 210-625-4845 or visit pontumfinancial.com. Waddell & Reed does not offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a professional prior to making any financial decisions. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. 
You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office.